0: Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. balks backs on people that don't understand the kingdom of heaven, but I want to tell you we spend so much time with unproductive seed. And God has been speaking to us as a ministry, and He's been saying to us find productive people, pour your life out into productive people. Amen. And I want to tell you, it's such an honor to be around people that love God and they are an investment. Every one of you sitting here today, you know, I travel all around the world. I live in uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, which is in the southeast part of the United States. And I want to tell you, I don't see it as a, a a big trip, a long flight. I get excited because everywhere we go, we are investing into the lives of people tonight god is going to invest into you god is going to stir you god's going to release all sorts of things in your life amen that's why we're here we're not here just to preach some canned sermon we're here to invest to bring an impartation amen and so you know sometimes we all love the preachers get up there and it's just fire and they're just sweating and spit you know what i'm saying and uh, but i just felt tonight to teach on a very very important subject because you know I really feel that you know as we enter in how many of you feel that we're in the last of the last of the last days how many of you feel that we are in like the last hundred yards or the last hundred meters and I really believe we've got to get everything right in this season before we get the finish line amen we've got to do it well in this season we've got to do it well we've got to do it with excellence. The world is watching. The world is waiting. They want to see a living Christ. They want to see an authentic Jesus. Amen. Come on. They don't want to just have all the filler and all the bubble of froth. I mean, come on. I just want to tell you, I'm so tired of the bubble and the froth and the filler. You know what filler is? You've got no um, anointing, so you just fill it up with all sorts of stuff. And so tonight I pray that you receive from heaven. That there's a release from heaven. That when you walk out of these doors that you'll say i receive something tonight that's going to help me to fulfill my destiny amen. amen come on so let's just pray tonight father in the name of jesus I thank you for your anointing that breaks the yoke. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that gives us and ushers us into a place of liberty and freedom where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, tonight I thank you, Lord, that this word will help us, God, to continue to run the race with great stamina and insight and vision, God, that we will not grow cold in Jesus' name, but we'll start to become more hotter. and and more zealous, and more committed to the call like never before. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. And so if you've got your notebooks or your pens, take some notes. Because tonight I want to speak about honoring people and honoring God. Honoring people and honoring God. In other words, I'm going to speak about the whole value of honor. How many of you know that honor also attracts the anointing? And I've learned that when people dishonor you or there's a dishonoring that take place, there are consequences for dishonor. So I'm going to get straight in the Word tonight. And uh, I'm so blessed because I'm reading out of my new Bible. Hallelujah. I went from a Porsche to a Discovery. Amen. It's a brand new Bible. I was blessed. It was so amazing. I went into the bookstore today. And I was looking at this exact Bible, and the lady showed me it goes flat over, you know. It lays flat. So it's just upon a panakuk, amen. And, uh, and it's just big writing, and, and I'm just like, wow, that's the Bible I want. And then I went for lunch, and I got this as a gift. Isn't God good? So give God a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. And so let's get straight in the word tonight, and we're going to cover a lot of word because I really want to lay some foundation because God is saying in the season, I'm telling you, honor people. The way we honor people are important. The way we honor God in our worship, the way we honor God in our giving, the way we honor each other, our relationships. So let's go to First Peter and let's see First Peter chapter 2 and let's see what the Bible says in regards to honor. Because let me tell you something, Jesus could not do any miracles around dishonor. It says that in the Bible. He went to this, his town of birth, and it says that Jesus could not do any miracles there. He could not do anything, great miracles, because of familiarity and, and dishonor. First Peter chapter 2, let's go there, and let's just read a couple of um, verses. It says here, submit yourselves to the authority of every human institution for the sake of the Lord to honor his name. Whether it is to a king as one in a position of power or to governors as sent by him to bring punishment to those who do wrong and to praise and encourage those who do right. For it is the will of God, it is the will of God that by doing right you may silence, you may gag, you may muzzle the culpable ignorance and irresponsible criticisms of foolish people. Listen to this. Live as free people. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up or pretext for evil, but use it as bond servants of God. Verse 17. Show respect for all people. Treat them with honor. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God, honor the king. And so when I look at that, this is a pretext. This is like the God saying, these are the foundation stones of your life if you want to be successful, if you want to see the kingdom of heaven preached in nations around the world, if you want entrance into local government, if you want entrance into business, if you want entrance into society, you've got to step back and say, God, I need to start to understand honor. What does it mean? It means when you're driving, you don't just drive up in front of somebody. It means that you are considerate of somebody, you open the door for them. It means that you prefer people above yourself. It's like in the Christian world, we have forgotten how to even walk in manners. I go out with a lot of leaders, and it's amazing that people won't even say to the waitress, May I please? It's amazing that we won't even use the word thank you. Thank you. You have blessed us. You have served us well. It's almost we have this entitlement mentality. Because we're Christians. Because whatever your culture is, we just assume a position of authority and you have no authority. Amen. Come on, church. And we all want revival. Listen to me. Jesus is not going to visit a group of of rebels. God will not come into an atmosphere of rebellious, selfish, ignorant, ignorant, ignorant people. And you must be saying, but Pastor David, you're very passionate about this. Yes, I am. Because honor, dishonor will keep you from walking in your destiny. And it's amazing how we dishonor people. I will not, you know that I live in America and let me tell you something. You can, they can say what they want about our president and I can say a lot of things, but I choose not even to hear a joke about him. Why? Because he's a man in authority. He may not fit your, you know, your perfect mindset. He may not fit into your perfect box, but let me tell you what I've learned. Don't talk about people in authority. Don't talk about people in ministry. Don't talk about people that you don't like. Leave them alone. Focus on your own plank in your eye. And so it's amazing how we build a theology around everybody else's weakness instead of finding a revelation of getting you into your strength. So we build a theology. Well, I don't really, I disagree with this leader. And so we build a whole theology around how we don't agree with this one person. Instead of finding the revelation that suits your life so that you can start building into your life and you can start building into your purpose and your destiny and your ministry instead of focusing on their faults and in that you dishonor them. And I want to tell you something, it causes harm to people. Honor all people. In the New Testament, it says people, show people dignity. Jesus said, love your neighbor. It didn't say love the neighbor that that is actually nice to you. Make friends with people that are always nice to you. That doesn't what it says. It says love your neighbor, period. Period love those people that listen to me i know i've been in ministry long enough not everybody seems to be likable amen but you've got to be likable the bible says if you want friends you need to be friendly and some of the church people look like they've been sucking lemons for 50 years come on man it looks like your underclothing is too tight I own a brookie's bigger to and your face is like, uh, It reminds me when I got married. I got married in the morning, and so, the, and I was working in men's clothing, and I had a clothing store in the Santan, City. It was called Ragazzi, which means young man in Italian. And so, when I got married, I chose my own suit, I chose my own shirt, I chose a camo band. I had a black bow tie and a pink camo band. Do you remember when the camo band was in style? And I had like an ivory, white, orfish creamy sh- suit. And then I picked these beautiful Italian shoes, napper leather, sheep leather shoes. But I, instead of taking an eight and a half, I took a five and a half. <laughs> I felt like Cinderella. <laughs> so my brother was there and we were dressing. And when I put the shoes on, it's like, oh, oh. It's Saturday morning. There's no way I can find shoes. So I pulled them on. I thought, no, this leather is so nice and thin, it will stretch. It'll stretch around these feet. And so I didn't feel anything. I was so excited to see this new woman in my life, not a new, but my bride. And so I was standing there and she came in the church and she was just absolutely stunning. She had baby's breath in her head. It was like, whoa, I am gonna marry up. Forgot about the shoes. But then afterwards, after we did the marriage ceremony and we went to the reception, about 10 minutes into the reception, it's like, uh uh-oh. Hello, my name's David. (laughs) Those shoes were so tight, my voice changed. Why am I telling you this? It's like your face some of you don't have to say a word. I can just look at your face. My wife's like that. She doesn't have to talk a lot. I just look at her face and I know she's speaking to me. People are looking at the church. People are looking at you. People are meeting you. Especially if you have a big fish on the backside of your car. And everybody thinks you're born again, but you're driving like a lunatic. Amen. The speech coming out of your mouth doesn't actually coincide with heavenly language. Amen. Come on. People are confused because you speak about, a little bit about Jesus, but you're really not honoring. And so we've got to start on honor. Let's go to another story real quick. Let's go to Luke chapter 10 and let's have a look, man. This is like driving a, a Lamborghini, man. This Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know how many Bibles I've been through in 35 years of ministry? I've retired eight Bibles in 35 years. Thank you, Lord. So hopefully this will keep me another 10 years. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, and let's read a little story that we all know, and maybe you never heard this story before. Maybe you, they taught or read this to you in children's in, in church or in, in wherever you went, but this is an amazing story, and I love this story, Luke chapter 10, and let's see, it says here in verse 30, it says here, Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he encountered robbers who stripped him of his clothes and belongings, beat him and went their way unconcerned, leaving him half dead. Verse 31, now by coincidence, a priest was going down the road. Say priest. Priest. You would think the priest would have a little bit more compassion to honor this man that was lying there half dead. It says that this priest saw him and passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also came down to the place and saw him and passed by on the other side of the road. But a Samaritan... A foreigner who was traveling came upon him, and when he saw him, he was deeply moved with compassion. Can I just stop there for a second and say, I'm telling you, the church in this season needs to get a whole dose of compassion back again. We have lost our compassion for humanity. It's all about us. Me, 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 gimme, 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 my name's Jimmy. Jimmy. I wonder what this church is going to do for me. I wonder what this leadership is going to do for me. I wonder what this person is going to do for me. That's how some people actually approach God. But we've lost the very core value of who we are and who we should be representing. We represent the king. He is the prince of peace. He encapsulates everything that's called love. And yet we've lost those components and it's all about what I can get and how quickly I can get it instead of moving back from the whole scenario and say, how do I love my society? How do I love my city? How do I love my region? How do I love my nation? How do I love my wife better? How do I love the neighbor better? How do I walk in this compassion that actually causes the kingdom of heaven to manifest? Do you want, how many of you want the kingdom of ma- heaven to manifest? start to be compassionate start to honor people this morning when I walked up into and by the way I was up from three o'clock this morning so I had a lot of time three four five six I was praying for three hours waiting on God and God just kept on saying to me keep it simple we've tried to hype the gospel up keep it simple preach the gospel Jesus only did three things preach the gospel raised the dead, and, and, and delivered people from demons. Raised the dead, healed the sick, and, and cast out demons. Preached the gospel, healed the sick, drove out demons. That's all Jesus did. But when you look at the life of Jesus, He was the most honorable man you could find. He was drawn to the unloved. He was drawn to those ones that weren't acceptable. He was drawn to the hopeless. He was drawn to those people that were rejected. That's called honor. This morning when we walked into the shopping mall, this morning there was a lady sitting there on a chair and when I saw her, God said, I want you to go there and I want you to honor her. Come on church. When last did you just, for a change, instead of just looking to what you could get. Sometimes we don't even look around us when we go to the mall. We're just so focused on where I need to go instead of looking around and saying, God, show me in this room today who needs to be honored. Who needs to know about the compassion. And there we have an example of two people that should have known better. But here comes a foreigner, a Samaritan that was rejected by the um, the Israelites. They were rejected by the Judeans. They They were just rejected. They couldn't even live in Jerusalem. Listen to what happens. But a Samaritan who was traveling came upon him, and when he saw him, he was deeply moved with compassion. And he went to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them to soothe and disaffect the injuries. And he put them on his own pack animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, he took out two denarii, two days' wages, and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay when I return. Which of these three do you think proved himself to a, to a, himself a neighbor to the man who encountered the robbers? Well, we all know the answer. And so when I look at this, I feel that we're in the season where it's not about your anointing anymore. It's not about the celebrity preachers anymore. It's not about the performing preachers anymore. It's these small details of honor and and truth and revelation and the character of God that's going to have to become the bedrock of your life. I want to tell you that I've been in meetings where I've seen people with great anointings and great opulence and, and great gifting dishonor people. And we think, and we all just, we're swooning over celebrity status preachers. Come on, man. I want to see Jesus in you. I want to see how you act with people that are less fortunate with you. How do you speak to that man that parks your vehicle? What do you give that person that has stood there in the hot sun for three hours looking after your little Mazda? Do you give them just a, you know, well, bye-bye. I come not back it out. won't see me. And you dishonor them. And then you're in church on Sunday, praising the Lord. Oh, I surrender all. You are a hypocrite. Come on, church. We've got to get this right. We're going to start looking people in the eye and say, I love you. I love you, you're awesome, you're valuable, you're valuable, you're precious, you're more than a conqueror. I love you, I honor you, you're awesome. Come on, look people in the eye. Don't look around the room and look to see who else is in the room that is more famous than anybody else. You want to just be drawn to fame. No, be drawn to humility. We should ban VIP seating in church. I was with Heidi Baker, and I know that you guys are honored. You guys honor so well. And it blesses me to come into an environment where there's honor. Walk in my room. There's a little plaque in my room where I'm staying. You are so appreciated. Welcome, Apostle David. There's cold drinks. There's water. There's all sorts of little goodies in my room. Clean bedding. Clean towels. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's just absolutely a blessing. I can sit in a big leather chair and just dream. Because I've been on the flip side of all that too. And so there's this balance that we need to create between making people feel like they are a celebrity and making people and understanding honor. We've got to find that that balance, that sweet sweet spot, because we are continuously walking this tightrope and wanting to honor men, but we don't want to bring them into a place of where they, we put them on a pedestal and we start to uh, you know on some butyrimensa. No, stop that. Why am I so passionate? Because I believe God is looking over the earth and he wants, to, he wants to impart mantles and anointings over the earth and He's looking for something. He's looking for the character of His Son. He's looking for humility. He's looking for the fruit and, and, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's looking and God says, I'm not just going to pour out over the nation just because you, you, just, you, you, can, you can prophesy. Because a donkey can prophesy. I can prove it. Who are you honoring? When I walked in this church, these people sitting here with all their shirts, you know what it says there? I serve, 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 serve. And I look around this church and I see more people with servanthood shirts on than most of them that don't have I serve on them. So that means the culture of this house is servanthood. Come on, give them a hand. Amen. Come on. I want to serve you. How can I serve you? How can I bless you? Can you imagine if somebody called how many of you are in business? How many can you imagine if somebody called you and they said to you, you know what, I'm also an accountant and I have the same business as you are, but how can I serve you? But what we do, we want to run down our competition. We want to run them down, bad made them, don't don't do any business business with Yappy. He's a he's a he's a rot. In the meantime, you don't know what Yapi is going through. You know the way what Yapi maybe he wants to pull the trigger and commit. You don't know what the guy's going through. Why don't you start honoring people? Phone the preachers in the city and say, "I know you don't really like what we do because we are a little bit more radical than you are. But how can we honor you?" In two thousand and ten, can you just put that music just down just slightly? in 2010 we had a flood come through our city a flood came through our city and just before that can you just put that music down a little please and so when we um so a few years before that I was part of a church and it didn't end well you know what that means personality conflicts I was more prophetic, they were less prophetic, they were more Baptist in their thinking, I was more charismatic in my thinking, I was with them for three years, and we just knew it was not gonna gel, so we decided uh, very politely to say, you know, thank you very much, but we're gonna move on, and they had a meeting, and it was a terrible meeting, and they accused us of all sorts of things, and it was a horrible time, and we just sat there, and I'll never forget, we just wept and wept, we didn't say a word, and the pastor that actually confronted us said to me why aren't you saying anything you know you're acting so spiritual and I said I've got nothing to say all I can say is thank you for having us in your church we love you and we thank you for everything that's all we could say because we didn't want to get into conflict and he said you will not and he said what are you going to do and i said well i'm probably going to travel for nine months and then i'm going to start a church and this is what he said to me in front of the leadership he said your church will not last three months and it'll be gone i said okay and i left there and i said to myself i said god this is a test and i went and i traveled for nine months and uh remember i'm speaking about honor now And I went for nine months, traveled around Australia, and after nine months, the Lord said, now it's time to start your church. So we started the church uh, because I wanted to honor him as far as I could from his church. And our church grew from four people to 700 people in three and a half years. In 2010, there was a massive flood that came through our city that literally washed our city away and his church was in the middle of the flood and they, their church was destroyed. And when I heard it, I immediately got my men together, wrote out a big check, went to him and said, there is a check for you. We are here to serve you as long as we can until you are back on your feet. And today that man trusts me with his life. And some of you have opportunity after opportunity to serve and to honor people. And we miss the moment because we're so focused on their faults instead of focused on compassion. Can you imagine if Jesus looked at you with all your weaknesses and faults and he had to make a decision whether he was gonna go to the cross for you? And Jesus did not even take your faults and your weakness and your stuff into consideration. He said, I'm doing it because I love them. Hopefully they will love each other. That's what I'm speaking about tonight. Do you want an anointing? Do you want a gifting? Do you want to have global impact? Then start walking in honor. Honoring each other. Honoring people. Honoring people. I want to just honor you. When last have you actually washed somebody's feet? Yeah. You want to know what you have? Go and wash somebody's feet. Maybe you should have a foot washing tomorrow. Yeah. Wash someone's feet. If you hate them that much, wash their feet. and See what happens to your heart. Yes. Amen, come on. Amen. Foot washing always a big, is a big tester. Yeah. Yes. It's a big tester of character. And not some charismatic hygiene freak go and wash someone's feet at the bus stop or at the taxi rank. You see, church, we've got this back to front. The way up in the kingdom is down. The devil reached up and God knocked him down. Jesus went down and God raised him up. So you've got to choose in the season what type of relationship you want. And so honor, there are, different, there are different reasons there. Let me give you some examples. There are different ministry expressions in this house. Hear me very clearly. There are different ministry expressions in this house. You, you hear not just to come and find a seat, but I'm telling you those seats that you're sitting on as believers, those aren't your seats. Those are for the people that are yet to be saved. When you look around this room, say, you know what? I'm gonna start getting ready for the, the mass um, influx of people because we are going to do the kingdom of heaven well in this house. Amen. Amen, come on. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about those people that yet to get saved. And so get, get involved. Honor them by helping. And in this church, obviously, there's a culture of honor. Honor them by coming on time. You know what really gets me as a leader? I travel on and I meet a lot of leaders and I make an arrangement to meet somebody for, for dinner uh, or for breakfast or lunch and say, Be there at one o'clock and that you wait there and it's quarter past one, 20 past one, and down come a in. That's dishonoring. Dishonoring. When you come to church, we get you and the worship's finished. Well, maybe we should just invite God next time when you come. Because you think when you come, God comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy face. See, we don't think about that. We don't think about all those little aspects of honor. Be on time. When you go to the men's room, clean it up. There's some men that still can't aim. And then we have women cleaning dirty men's toilets. That's unacceptable, guys. When there's no toilet paper, make sure there's toilet paper. If you're walking around in your church and there's stuff lying around, pick it up. (laughs) I remember when we had our leadership. I'm just sharing stuff with you. This is so elementary, but I really feel we've got to get this right. Because honor attracts anointing. Honor attracts the supernatural. Honor attracts miracles. Jesus could do no miracles because of dishonor. Honor them, listen to me, honor them um, in your giving. Be honorable in your giving. Don't just throw your pizza money in the box. Be a little bit honorable with your giving. Be honorable with your tithe. Be honorable with your offering. Amen? Amen? I wish I can just stay there for a little while, but I don't want to be seen as something that just speaks about money because I don't. These people know. I don't come here and give them a big list and say, this is what I need. I travel by faith and I expect the Holy Ghost to move on their hearts to bless me. Amen. But you know what? When you give, when you write, a, and by the way, you don't, you don't decide sitting in the, in the church what you're going to give. You've already decided before you came. And you've come with a great excitement because you've already made a decision and you're excited because you want your seed to be honorable. Amen. You want your tithe to be honorable. You don't want to sit there and say, ah, oh. I my help No, God doesn't need your money. He, doesn't, he owns everything. But what money is, money is a sign of your heart. It's a mirror of your heart. Let me say that again. Money is a mirror of your heart. Whatever is going on your heart is going to be mirrored in your money. Don't ask for clergy discounts. Yeah, you know, I'm in the ministry. I want the pastor's discount. No, you funny-looking thing. You should be paying triple. Amen. I remember traveling with this guy once and he was gonna put me up in a hotel and I could swim, oh, I've been flying off around the world and there he is, he's negotiating with the receptionist at the hotel and saying, you know, he's leaning over the counter and saying, yo, you know, I've been in ministry. Can you not give it to us for this amount? And she's like looking at him and it's like, I'm standing there like, and so after a while I took my card out and say, just put me in a room, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. When last did you pull up to the pump and you filled your car up, and you've actually filled the guy cars behind you also filled these car up? When last when you were shopping actually paid for somebody else's groceries? Come on, church. Amen. It's honor. How do I honor? And so many years ago, God spoke to me and said, all your spiritual sons and daughters, I want you to be a father to them that you pay for everything. Sons and daughters seek the fathers, but fathers pay for the sons and daughters. That's how it works. Amen? So if you want to father people in ministry, you've got to be sure that you you are able to be generous to them. Teach them how to sow. Teach them how to give. Teach them how to honor. Amen? So important. I don't know if you've heard of Bill Wilson, but Bill Wilson, listen to this. Bill Wilson is a man that lives in New York City. And and he was abandoned as a young boy, abandoned as a young kid, sent to a youth camp. He didn't even know the people that took him in but he didn't complain or gripe but served those people all those years. As a young boy growing up, he didn't even live in a home. He lived in a youth camp. But while he was living there, he served the people that took him in over a period of 15, 20 years. He didn't complain. And today, Bill Wilson looks after 22,000 young kids in New York City. And he's been shot. He's been stabbed. He's been spat on. He's been beaten. He's been doing this. But he said, my calling is to honor those little children. see, we do ministry because what we can get. I meet a lot of leaders and I listen to them and most of the time the motives are impure. Yes. You better check your motives. You've got to find out why am I actually part of this house? Why am I part of the kingdom of heaven? Am I just continuously looking for something to get or am I here to grow up and become mature and become a man that will give into the kingdom of heaven? Amen? Just look at your friend next to you and say, you're honorable. <laughs> or you could say next to you, or you can look at them and say, are you honorable? Are you honorable? Are you full of honor? Do you have to think about blessing people? Do you have to pray for hours and hours to get a word about giving somebody something? Or is it just this beautiful nature of Jesus that causes you to love unconditionally? You're moved with compassion. You want to see other people around you become more successful than you are. I want this church to become more successful than you've ever been I want to hear about more people getting healed and saved and delivered and set free than they've ever seen in the last 10 years of their life because the culture of this church is a culture of honor and we'll treat every person that comes in that door as if they were a king and a queen and this will be a place of royalty and when you leave this church and you go back into the world, into the city and into your workplace, that you'll bring that whole um, culture of honor and royalty back with you into that office. And you will start speaking to people with dignity and manners and, and, and they will see God written all over everything you are. Because the Bible says you are the word written. You are the letter written. Amen. Say, I am the letter written. Amen. Or do you have to still ask somebody else for a reference about your life? You are the reference. I've seen people dishonor the prophetic. I've seen people dishonor the anointing. I've seen people dishonor the presence of God. Dishonor will will not be, you will not be attractive to God. God is attracted to some things. And so Bill uh, Wilson became such a model in my life. I'm not just speaking about poor and destitute people, guys. I'm speaking about everybody, the waitress in the restaurant, the the, the receptionist at the business, the, 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 the doctor's office, everybody that you come in contact with say, you know, how can I honor this person? How can I give them a word? How can I lift them up? How can I minister to them? What can I do to make their day? Today, how many people did we minister to today? Phew. That should be your lifestyle. I can't sit in a coffee shop and just think about my latte. <laughs> this latte is too cold, the latte is too hot. This coat, this vitamin, there's the this there's the me, me, me. you should look around and say, Hey, I'm the light of the world and I'm the salt of the earth. I'm sitting here and I want to bring some salt. I'm gonna make somebody's life a joy. I don't want to make the waitress' life a misery. get a life you don't know what the chef's going through you know what type of day he's had you don't know what is happening in his life and some of us in this room will never be able to walk in a chef's shoes with all the people demanding I want this, I want this, I want this I'm surprised that some of the chefs haven't poisoned people yet that crossed my mind a number of times hallelujah Hallelujah. honor just say honor 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 attracts the anointing an honor honor attracts the presence of my king and so let's go to colossians chapter 3 are you guys okay you happy just look happy your face won't crack just smile amen just the joy of the lord just say the joy of the lord is my, is my strength the joy of the Lord, of the Lord is, my is my strength you know God gave that to me as a revelation because one day the Lord said no strength no joy no strength no strength no peace yes. no peace no hope yes. and how many of you know that Jesus is the Prince of peace. peace so guess what when you have the joy you actually attract the Prince of Peace into your, into your presence Amen. Woo! okay Maybe you'll get that on Monday. Galatians 3.12. Galatians 3.12. I want you to see something here. This is such a powerful scripture. 3.12. 3.12. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to read from verse 11. Is that okay? Are you all there? Thank you, Jesus. We need to Colossians 3, verse 12. I just love to speak Afrikaans. You know, I haven't spoken Afrikaans for like 25 years and now something, everything's rushing back and some of those words are swear words. <laughs> I'm telling you, the other day I was thinking about dadur, and then and suddenly the swear word came like, whoa, I can't say that. It's like, I'm, like a, I'm suddenly I'm getting my Afrikaans language back and I'm thinking about all the things I shouldn't be thinking about. So it's Donnerweer. It's like, whoa, those are like big words. Amen. It's like, how do they actually put all those words together and they can say it so easily? And I'm feeling convicted because I think swearing. I mean, that's an amazing word. Just, you guys are unique. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You can use that word, Blixumstral, for many different things. I just love the uniqueness of the Afrikaans language. Panakuk. I mean, come on. Amen. Platana. And then you hear people calling each other Platana. It's like he looks like a Platana. Machis. That's another word that's just stuck in my throat. Machis. Kop in in mis. Kop en in een mis. Elis Twee Kop en in een mis. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you actually smiled. I started to get a little worried. Okay, Colossians. Say honor. Honor. I want you to make a list of all the people that you've dishonored in the last two years of your life. And I want you to go back and start to speak to the Lord about those people and say, God, I want to go back and I want to wash their feet. And I want to tell you, God will release such blessing over your life. Amen, come on. Let's read um, Colossians chapter three. This is on page 1,588 in verse 11, a renewal. Listen to this, listen to this, verse nine. Do not lie to one another for you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices and put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in true knowledge in the image of him who created the new self. So you are continually being renewed, continually being renewed. The, the more I come into his presence, I'm being renewed, I'm being renewed. Philippians 1.6 says what? Paul writes this so well, Paul writes this. He says, that which I, you started in me, I, that which you started in me, I will bring to completion and I will develop you so while you're sleeping while you're praying while you're eating while you're doing your stuff God says I'm renewing you 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 so by now you should be a whole lot more renewed but the old man is still alive And God says, no, you need to start thinking with the mind of Christ now because this is what it says, listen to what it says, it gets better, and put on the new spiritual self who has been continually renewed in true knowledge and in the image of him who created the new self, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, nor between nations, whether barbarian or Scythian, nor in status, whether slave or free, but Christ is all and in all, so believers are equal in Christ without distinction, so as God's own chosen people who are holy set apart sanctified for his purpose and well beloved by god himself put on a heart of compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper in other words when you walk in humility and gentleness and kindness and compassion and honor you will endure because there's a power that's released don't confuse my meekness with, with weakness. Because I'm not weak. But when you operate in meekness, there's a power that's released to you. When you operate in compassion, there's a power. We're all power hungry. I listen to people pray, God give me the power. But you hate people. You funny looking thing. Jesus, I surrender Oh, Really? You couldn't give the guy the parking outside the church. See, some of us are lacking the power because we're not walking in those attributes. Do you want to see a powerful church? Then let them start walking in compassion and kindness and meekness and patience and humility and honor. I'm telling you, the reason why you guys will see far more, it's like when I look at you, I see two eagles. I don't see like a hawk or a sparrow hawk or a or a vulture. I see two eagles. And because you have been honoring and honoring God, you honor God with this place being so excellent. You honored God, everything. I heard what you said. Brother, I'm not gonna pay uh, 10,000 rand for a, for a camera. I'm gonna go for the best because I wanna honor God. God says because of that, I'm gonna give you the authority to go higher than you've ever been before so that I can show you everything I need to show you because there are realms of my glory that you have not seen yet but I'm about to show them to you it's amazing how the church always asks God give us more authority give us more power I need more power but you don't have any humility (laughs) is this okay I'm really happy tonight. I can talk some more jokes if you want. Make this a practice. Make this a practice. Come on. Let's start to honor here well so we can honor out there well. Let's honor here well so that when we leave here, we honor out there well. And it's not a big problem. Amen. We should be better than the world. We should be better than Mother Teresa. Yeah. Mother Teresa was a nun that lived in Calcutta, and she honored people, she loved people. And when she died, there was more spoken about Mother Teresa than Princess Diana. Yeah. Yeah. They died a week apart. Do you remember that? When the queen died, there was more spoken about her than any other predecessor, any other um, uh, uh, pre or uh, king or queen before her because she was a woman of great honor. Amen. Come on. And so we need to start to understand that people, listen to me, there won't be revival. People want revival, but we haven't honored the city well. We haven't honored the city. We want revival to come into our city, really? But you haven't even honored the city. You haven't even honored, you haven't prayed for the people in your city. You know what we've done in our church? We live, our church is in a big industrial area and there's always trucks and there's dirt and everything. So our church went out and we cleaned up the whole block. We planted grass, we put in palm trees, we cut the grass, we manicured the gardens, we got everything unpainted, all the buildings, so that we, we wanted to honor people that came. And I want to tell you, it impacted the city so much that our church grew from 300 to 700 within months. How can I serve you? What can I do to serve you? What can I do to pray for your business? What can I do this week? Is there anything that I can do, my brother, to help you in this season of your life? Because we just take it for granted that people are okay. You know, this guy looks okay. So we're not going to worry about this dude. He looks cool. But how many of you know that this man, yeah, and his wife may be in a place where they need input and, and just a little bit of encouragement? When last did somebody say to you, can I serve you? when lost never what can i do for you do you know in our church when i had was the pastor of my church do you know what my leaders used to do before i left on a friday afternoon my car would be cleaned it would be vacuumed and it would be full of gas that's honor hello we've got to come back to honor when you're driving down the street and you see your neighbor, I know in a South Africa it's pretty difficult to get into your neighbor's yard because it's like Fort Knox. But in America, but it, yeah, it'll be a shocking experience. But but you know in Australia, <laughs> but in Australia, you know I live there. We you know if I saw my neighbor's grass long, I'd go cut their grass. Amen. Come on, man. The way you leave your hotel room. When you leave your hotel, tells me something. <laughs> okay. Now let's look at the honoring God bit. That was all about honoring man. Let's like look about honoring God. Proverbs 3 9. Let's go and see what the Bible says. Proverbs three nine do you know what when i start my training center because i will be starting a training center soon i'm not going to be preaching on the gifts of the holy spirit i'm going to speak about honor you've got to pass the honor test brother you've got to toss the servanthood test brother amen come on you've got to toss the patience test and all those other tests let's go and see what it says in proverbs um, what did i say three proverbs three let's go there quickly proverbs three Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3 and verse, I'll just read from 3 to 9. Do not let mercy, this is Proverbs 3, um, 3 to 9. This is on page 830. It says, do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. That's why I'm defined. I'm not defined by my prophetic anointing. I'm not defined by my paisley shirts. I'm defined by the qualities that actually cause me to be partnered with who Jesus is. Come on, guys, we've got to learn this stuff. That's why some people sitting here don't want to go back to church because all they've seen is they've seen qualities that have hurt them. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the table of your heart to so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Because you have favor with God, you will have favor with man. If you put these things in your heart, you will, in these qualities, define you, then you will have great favor. Trust in, trust in, and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He'll make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block you. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body and your nerves and your sinews and your muscles and your inner parts, and you didn't have to take all the train. equalizers get off the Prozac and start to honor some people some of you are a nervous wreck because you don't know how to honor people touch a little button I know not these people maybe some other guys somewhere else Let me read that to you again. How many of you need health in your body? How many of you need health in your body? No, no, don't be shy. We all need health in our body. How many of you need health in your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles? Then let's go back to verse three and say, okay, God, where did I mess up with mercy? What happened to the kindness? What happened to the truth? What happened to all the stuff in my life that's supposed to be a quality in my life? What happened to it? I need to get it back because my body is battling. See the correlation? And refreshment, if it will be health to your body, your nerves, your sinews, and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Yeah. Honor, honor causes prosperity. Honor causes wealth. Amen. Come on, honor. If you honor God with your first fruit. Don't listen to me. I have a whole message on how we have actually bowed our, our knees to Pharaoh in this modern age. When when Moses was to about to take the Ish- the Israelites out of Egypt, he went to Pharaoh. And listen to what Pharaoh said. no And so listen very well with your urah with your ears. This is what Pharaoh said. You can take your people. You can go and roll around, go and worship your god, but leave your herds and your your stock behind because he knew that if they needed to uh, sacrifice a heifer or a sheep or a dove or a chicken whatever they were going to sacrifice, they had to come back crawling back to him. And I'm telling you today that some of you have left your herds and your stock behind at the feet of Pharaoh. Because you've dishonored God in your first fruits. And now you have to crawl back to him when you wanna do stuff. Stop, I need to pay discovery my discovery card first. No, what you need to do is give God the first fruits and then pay your discovery card. Amen. Or your Visa card. Or Netflix or Amazon, whatever you guys have bought into. But at the end of the day, it's all about honor. Let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to take time tonight because I want this to land inside of you. And if you leave here tonight and say, man, I can't get that guy's voice out of my head, then I did something good. (laughs) Because how many times have you left a meeting and say, what did they preach on? Ah, I can't remember. Well, tonight I want you to remember. I want it to be like an echo in your mind while you're sleeping tonight. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Where did they keep the treasures? Where did they keep the money and the treasure in the Old Testament? In the temple. But where in the temple? Where did they keep the treasure in the Old Testament? Can I tell you? In the Holy of Holies. And the only time the devil, the enemy, could come and steal and plunder the treasure was when the presence of God waned. And when we are having battles in our finances, there's something wrong with our relationship and our honor toward God. But when you start being successful, it means that there's been an honor, a revelation of honor in terms of your giving, and the devil will not be able to touch your finances come on church it's not about giving less it's about giving more we've got to be guys that understand honor And so we should be better than the world. So Proverbs is a great thing to learn. What are you honoring besides God? Put more value on Him. Put more value on worship. Put more value on your word, the time you spend in the word. Put more value instead of other things. Let me show you the consequences of dishonor. And we're going to land this thing. I want us to go to 1 Samuel, and I want to show you something about dishonor. Dishonor is a very, very sad thing when we dishonor the voice of God, when we dishonor a obedience we dishonor obedience and it becomes disobedience and then we get into trouble first Samuel and let's just go there verse two uh, chapter two and verse 22 let me just find the scripture verse 22 it says now Eli was very old now listen I want you to listen this is the consequences of dishonor we're speaking about the consequences of dishonor When you make a pledge and you can't keep the pledge or you tell your leaders, I'll be there, and you don't pitch up or you just, you don't get in the word, you don't pray, you're not not seeking God and you just dishonor God and you turn your back on his voice and whatever it is in your life that keeps you in a place of stagnation, you've got to stop that tonight and say, God, I need to go back because I don't want to be in a position of dishonor because dishonor will set you up for a fall. Stop speaking about people in authority because you're just opening the door to the devil. Stop it, amen. Why don't you go on a fast and say, You know what? I wonder if I can pray for them. I wonder if I can really just stand in agreement and start to pray for them instead of dishonoring them with my mouth. And I'm telling you, everything in your life will turn around. Listen to what happens here. Now, Eli was very old, Eli was a priest. And he wasn't just any priest, he was a priest designated by God to bring righteousness into the temple and to, and to, and to allow the people in Israel in Israel to flourish. Eli was an amazing man. But listen to what happened. It says, now Eli was very old and he heard about everything that his sons were doing to all the people of Israel and how they were lying with the prostitutes. They were lying with women, not just out there somewhere, but at the entrance of the temple. Right here in the can you imagine walking into the church and there's a guy fornicating? Yeah. That's what was happening. And Eli did nothing to stop it. He just had this weak, passive little thing to say to his sons. Listen, Eli said to them, Why do you do such things, the evil things that I hear from all these people? No, my sons, for the report that I keep hearing from the the passers-by among the Lord's people is not good. For if one man does wrong and sins against another, God will intercede for him. But if a man does wrong to the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to their father, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death dishonor people come to me and say pastor I don't know what it is I'm I'm not getting promoted I'm not getting a salary increase I'm not doing this I'm not doing that and then I sit down with them and I interview them and in five minutes I find out that they are the dishonoring people in the whole world hate their boss hate this hate this hate that it's like no wonder you've been demoted why am I not being promoted because you're dishonoring you're Stealing from your boss, stealing from the tax man. Yeah. I just don't understand it, brother. I'm giving every month, but I'm not getting anything back. But you, you're a thief, you expect God to honor that. Yeah, Go right. on, honor that. Listen, gets gooder. <laughs> but the boy Samuel, listen continued to grow in stature and in favor both with the Lord and with man then a man of God a prophet came to Eli and said to him this says the Lord God did I not plainly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house more however I selected him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest to go up to my altar to burn incense to wear an ephod before me and from then on I gave to the house of your father all the offerings of the sons of israel why then do you kick at despising my sacrifice and my offering which i commanded in my dwelling place and you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves with the choicest part of every offering of my people israel that scripture right there verse 29 is a prophetic word to this harlot church in the nations that have been fattening themselves up They've been taking the choice pieces. They've been living in sin. They've been, they are like a harlot, like a prostitute. There's no honor anymore on the earth. I can tell you every single time I open up the newspaper, or I open up a magazine, this pastor's, fallen, this pastor's fallen, this pastor's fallen, this pastor's fallen, this pastor, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and you can follow the pattern. There's a little crumb. I call it the crumb trail you know, in my house. If you come into my house and you want to find out what Pastor David's been eating, follow the crumbs. I could cook 80 and I was eating it on my way to my bedroom, and I left a crumb trail that my wife saw. And I said, And she said, What have you been eating? I said, Oh, I've been eating nothing. I She said, But you left a crumb trail. I said, No, that must be the mice. I remember I was in Louisiana and I always wanted a little raccoon. So I said to one of the farmers there, I said, I want a raccoon. Can you get me a baby raccoon? He said, Sure, Brother David, I'll get you a raccoon. I was in Louisiana for a couple of days and so he brought me a baby raccoon just this big. Fail, fall, fleer. It's dirty, ticks. It's got all sorts of stuff living on the, on the inside of it, I guess, and so I went and washed it in the hotel room. I'm living, and I'm staying in a hotel. <laughs> so I washed it, the little raccoon, Lakir, Ali fluya off, Ali borley,is Ali off. and then I went to Walmart and I b- got a big bottle and baby formula I could know for my acclaimed Tutuldirki. <laughs> That's also a cool word, Turttledirki. <laughs> and so I just had this little raccoon in the room, and I was so happy I took pictures, sent to D, and my wife was like. Oh, What are we gonna do with a raccoon? She said, Are you sure it's not a skunk? I said, No, it's definitely not a skunk. But little did I know, listen, little did I know that raccoons actually leave a scent trail. Do you know what a scent trail is? A la pipi. What else? A la pipi dawn, a little pipi d and a la pipi. So at night, and also they're nocturnal they nocturnal, they don't come out in the day, they come out at night. So I'm sleeping, I've got the little cage open so I can just be free, and then it starts walking around the room, and it's going, beep, beep. And it, the noise it makes, it's like, beep, 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 beep. And the next thing it's walking over my face, beep, 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 and it's peeping me all everywhere. It left a little scent trail. And the next day it left another scent trail. And on the fourth day I said, that's it, free Willy, you are free. And some of you have been leaving a scent trail behind you. Whether you can confess a hundred scriptures. And you are all the big top in when, when it comes to the things of God. But you're leaving a scent trail of mayhem behind you. You've got to fix it. The only scent trail you need to be leaving behind you is the fragrance of the king. The fragrance of the king. The king is here. The king is here. When I walked into your house, it's like, oh, the king lives here. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. There's a fragrance with, that you leave and this is what he's speaking about, that this, that this priest was only interested in his own family and he was only interested in condoning the sins of his sons and he was only interested to eat and fatten themselves with the choicest part of the offering. Therefore the Lord God of Israel declares, I did indeed say that your house and that of Aaron and your father would walk in priestly service before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor and those who despise me, I will be, will be significant and contemptible but all the time is coming that I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house that there'll be not an old man in your house and all this was about honor. Thank you Jesus. Did you hear just what he said? If you will honor me, I will honor you. If you will honor me, I will honor you and your household and your children and your children's children and your household and your grandparents and your marriage and your, and your house, your work. Everywhere you go, I will honor your footsteps. I will honor you. I'll cover you. I'll protect you if you will honor me. But if you will dishonor me, I will cut you off. My brother David, I don't believe in the Old Testament. Too bad. That's his word. And I honor his word. Amen, come on. And the days are coming, we're gonna have to rise up against this performance mentality in the church where there's no honor for people, no honor for anybody, it's all about them. And you've gotta be very careful who you allow into your life to dishonor you. Amen? I've seen people on airplanes have tantrums like two-year-old people and dishonor the flight attendant. I've seen people go berserk in, in traffic jams, it's like you would think they'd lost their life. No honor. When a policeman pulls you over and he asks you for your license, say, yes, sir, he has my license, but how are you doing? And by the way, give me a double fine because I shouldn't have been speeding. Come on. Instead of saying, yeah, no, I wasn't speeding. Like, yeah, yes, you were speeding. That's why he stopped you, you funny-looking thing. In America, I don't argue with those cops because you get tasered. Yeah, they, praise God they don't taser you yet. And I'm amazed how many people get stopped and you watch these YouTube videos, act lachmei papi. That's another thing I've just learned. Lach may a papi. How can you laugh yourself into a cocoon? People get stopped by the police. Why are you stopping me? I'm not gonna give you my license. The guy says, if you don't give me your license, I'm gonna tase you. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't have to go through all the pain. Just give the dude the license. Just put some music on. I'm going to read that verse, last verse again and then we're going to pray. Amen. Amen. Just say, I am. I am. Put, your, put your hand on your heart. Say, I am, I am. an honoring generation. I am honoring generation. We are an honoring church. We are an honoring family. Tonight I repent for any percentage, for any percentage. For of dishonor in my life. God, please forgive me. But from now on, I will honor you in my first fruits. I will honor you in my worship. I will honor you in my relationships. I will honor you in my prayer life. I will honor my city. I will speak life and honor over over South Africa. I will speak honor and life over South Africa. I will speak honor and life over South Africa. I'll keep on saying it until some of you get to say it because some of you are sitting here, you're not saying it. I will honor my nation in Jesus' name. And just maybe there will be revival. Come on, give God a hand. Do you know that you use more muscles in your face being horrible than when you've been happy? I know that it doesn't look like that. But when you are not yes, Norse, that's another word, Norse. Yes, is a nar, a Norse You're actually using more muscles. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That girl lady there with uh, I'm going to call people out tonight. That lady with a uh, jean jacket on. If you are with somebody, bring them with you. Just come. Just come, the whole family, come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. Are you guys together, that couple there with the white T-shirt on? You guys together, come. Thank you, Jesus. Just move this away, yeah? Just help me up here. This guy, yeah, come. Just come up here. Just come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. This lady with the pink dress up over here, come. Or top, sorry. Thank you, Jesus. This young man with the blue T-shirt on, come. You, you, sir. So we're just gonna pray prophetically over these people. Thank you, Jesus. I want you guys praying in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, that lady there with the pink on. Yes, you there. You can stay here and bring your husband. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What's your name? Marku. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Listen listen to me, Marku. Look at me. I don't know where you're from and what you do, but you've made some decisions and you've said, God, I want to do it your way. God, I want to do it your way. And there's been some conflict, a lot of conflict. But God says, I'm going to start to heal that conflict so that you can walk in the purposes of God. Are you born again? Then you're a son of the King. But I see on your life such an amazing leadership anointing. Are you married? Good. Because God is putting things in you. It's like these beautiful qualities of the kingdom. Beautiful things are being imparted into you. Don't be concerned about whatever the world is doing because God is going to cause you to succeed in your life, in your skill set, in your career, in your job things, in everything that you're doing. You're going to prosper. It's almost like you're going to become ahead, above everybody else because you've said, God, I want to do it your way. And I'm telling you, tonight brother that you'll be like a watered garden whose waters fail not Isaiah 58 11 and 12 is your portion because you've said God I want to do it your way I want to encourage you my brother that there is a generational gap look at me young men like you are missing and God says I'm raising up a generation of young men like you that will take a stand for godliness and righteousness in this nation that's what God's going to do through you amen Wow, what an amazing guy. Thank you, Jesus. But you are in the valley of decision. And God says, you need to make the decision. I know what you desire. Ask me and I will give you the desires of your heart. Because you've been saying, maybe if I make the wrong decision. Is that right? Just make the decision. God is more attracted to faith, brother, than he's attracted to fear. What's your name? You are such an awesome young man. Are you born again? But I just feel like you've just been, it's like you've just been almost like in neutral for a long, long time and God wants to bring you into a place of supernatural breakthrough in your life. And God's going to start to show you how to make those declarations. Put your, lay your hand there. That's where the power is. Out of the inmost parts of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This is where it all happens, right in the air. And God's going to start to show you, son, how to make those declarations, how to make those decrees and say, God, I'm just, I just feel the Lord saying everything that's happened in your life with your family is not going to become residue that you're going to have to walk around with. God says, I'm going to set you free from all the condemnation and the fear and the words and the wars and all the chaos. And God says, I'm going to give you authority because you have overcome that stuff in your life. You're not small in God's sight. You are big in God's sight and he's going to heal your heart so that you can have an utterance and you can have a voice because your heart has been so wounded because you said God if that person that I loved could have, could have disappointed me this much how can I even trust anybody around me come put your arms around me come on God wants you healed you're a son and you need to be healed tonight and I want to tell you as a father that I love you I love you and God loves you. And we're not going to see our young men fall by the wayside. God, just heal him tonight, God. It's going to be okay. And you're going to be strong and you're going to get strong and you're going to rise up and you're going to go to your leaders and you're going to say, I'm back. I've been on war, but I'm back. And I want you to start to raise me up. I want to tell you this young man is a, is a son of the house. Hold hands. What's your name? Alan and? You guys, I'm telling you. You're like the front end of a, of a massive machine. And when you work together and when you operate in unison, there's nothing that can stop you. You have dreams and desires and you've seen everything you've seen so much. You can write a book, but you've chosen the way of the King. You've chosen the highway of holiness. You've chosen to walk in your authority. You've chosen to take another position. And a lot of your friends had said you are mad. You can't trust these Muzungus. But you've said, no, I'm going to do it God's way. And because of that, I'm telling you that all the dreams you carried as a little boy are are going to become a reality. And you are going to break poverty off your people. You're going to break the the back of poverty. And people are going to come to you and say, how come you're becoming so successful? Because yes, there's been times that you had to go through the valley. But those valleys were not failures. Those valleys were times of learning. God has given you a thick skin. Amen? Because when I stand in front of you, I see a man ready to take down the Goliaths of the nation. You're anointed to break the yoke. You can go to to fight and to battle with the best of them. Amen? Both of you. Such a precious couple. This whole family here, What's your name, sir? Excuse me? Lee. And your name? What's his name? Zeke. You're definitely a Zeke. And I want to tell you, there's such a a great sense of healing and restoration coming on you. It's like sometimes, um, Lee, you felt so, like almost abandoned. And God says, I'm breaking abandonment of this family. You guys have got such an anointing. It's like you have this beautiful heart of hospitality and love and you just want to love everybody. But it's like, hey, where do we belong? How do we belong to a cluster of people where we can actually see the fruit of the vine actually be established through our life? God's going to start healing you and restoring this family. I just see restoration because you've said, that's it, I'm done. I'm out of here. And God says, I'm going to heal your heart and this whole family. Listen to me. You have, your daughter has such an anointing for worship. You can sing. Yes, you can. They told me I couldn't talk. I had dyslexia. I couldn't speak. I couldn't pronounce my words. And God healed me. And today I speak to millions of people around the world. There is an anointing, a creative anointing on her. There's a dance anointing on her. There's like this amazing anointing to dance and to sing and to create all these amazing things. And you'll no longer see dysfunction and and just distraction in this family. God says, I'm going to start healing and restoring and restoring and restoring. And every dishonor that's come on you, God says, I'm breaking off. Amen. Because you've spent half your life apologizing. God says, no more. I'm planting you by my river. I'm planting you in a place where you and your family are going to prosper. This man is going to prosper. You're a son. And the greatest battle you've had, Lee, in your life is understanding sonship. And I'm telling you, if I were to come all the way around the world just to meet one man, you're it. Because God wants to heal you. Touch you, minister to you. Sonship anointing, rise up in you. If you weren't holding this boy, I would be grabbing you right now and hugging that neck. In Jesus' name, amen? Come on, it's time to come out of that place of turmoil and say, God, we're gonna possess the land. We're gonna see our family possess the land because this is not about you and your husband. It's about these lives and the lives ahead of your family. Amen? You're a mighty woman of God. A mighty woman of God. You have an amazing set of kids that are awesome. You have a husband that is so faithful. Just hold hands. I wanna just honor you because you're, you're so faithful. You know what we've done in America when people become a little older we just say, Oh well, we can't use them. So we put them in the in the oldies ministry. On settle where they put them out to, to graze. The I ban all otaes. Our culture, we need to get our mothers and our fathers back in our homes again. So that we can help them raise the next generation. And you guys have been faithful in the kingdom of heaven. You've prayed and you've waited on God. And I'm telling you tonight, God is going to start visiting you again. You've had dreams and you've had visions and you had all these expectations. And you're wondering, God, I wonder if you're just passing us by. God says, in your lifetime, you will see revival. In your lifetime, you're going to see your family restored and raised up. In your lifetime, you're going to see all sorts of things come into alignment in your lifetime. And God says, I'm going to place an honor on you that people will not be able to mistake. They'll say, when they see you, they'll say, we're going to have to honor this woman. Amen. You guys are so special to the Lord. What's your name? Excuse me. Corne, you have such an amazing anointing for justice, for people. It's like you have this heart for people. And if you were given two, three million dollars, you would probably going to open a place where people could come and get trained and healed and delivered and set free. Amen. That's what you carry. There's an honor on you. And you've been wondering many times, maybe you lost this honor or maybe you lost this. You've lost nothing. It's all on the inside of you. And God is going to speak to you in this season how to once again stir that up. Get stirred up. Say, God, I'm going to reach out by faith. I'm not going to feel intimidated by the religious spirits. It's time. For such a time as this. I saw you as a little girl growing up and there was such a spontaneity on you. It's like you spoke 45,000 words a minute when you were a little kid. There was like these amazing dreams and all these ideas and then as you got older, it's like philosophy and the philosophy of man and the philosophy and the, and the, and the religious try to just put a clamp on it and God says, I'm breaking that off you tonight. Run in your lane and fulfill your assignment. Your assignment is people. Amen? God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. This lady and your husband, come. Where's your husband? Just bring your husband, come. Just come out here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. This lady here, come. Just come. And bring a chair for her to, her, so she can sit down in a chair. Thank you, Jesus. This young man over here, come. Yes, sir. This young lady over here, come. This lady with the purple dress on, come. You and the lady next to you, come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Those ladies sitting at the back there, come. Quickly, those two ladies there. Just come stand in line here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That couple sitting right at the back. Is your little girl sleeping? Is Is she okay, your little girl? Okay, why don't you guys come out quickly? come quickly thank you Jesus just say honor from this moment on you'll be honored I don't want every anybody be just walking around just for stuff you've got to be honoring now this is where we are dealing with people's lives but I want to tell you from this moment honor honor is gonna come on your life people are gonna start honoring you honor honor is a big deal in the kingdom What's your name? San? San. San? You are so precious to the king. God loves you so much. And it's like sometimes you feel, God, I have to go way up this mountain and I have to go all these do and I have to do all this stuff and I have to please this one and I have to please this one and I have to go through this. And God says, tonight I'm healing you. I'm healing you. I'm healing who you are as a woman. I'm healing you. I'm healing your heart and your mind and your emotion and all the stuff. It's like you've been waiting for so long. It's like you like the woman at the well. And when Jesus came on the scene, he changed her entire destiny and purpose. I want a woman here. Where, where can I find somebody? Some lady that's in ministry. I want you to lay your hands on her feet. I want to honor you tonight. Is this your mom? You're going to see your mother come out of a place of just dishonor. And you're going to see her healed and restored. Because your heart longs to see your mom healed. You so long to see your home coming into a place of restoration. You see, your mother and yourself and this family carries, you guys carry so much authority. You guys carry so much ability to gain wealth and blessing. But the enemy has tried to come and cause confusion. No more. Tonight, your life will never be the same again. And you're going to walk in a place of honor. You're not going to allow people to dishonor you. Amen? Are you born again? You know what that means? yes, then you're a daughter of the king. Bless her. I want somebody else. A young woman. I want a young woman. Where's a young woman? Any young people? I want you to come and lay hands on her feet. Thank you, Jesus. Hold hands. What's your name? Adeline and? For such a time as this. For such a time as this. You know what that means? All the times that you've had to fight the good fight of faith. For such a time as this. God has anointed you both to step into this role of servanthood and service. For the purpose of preparing you for what's lying ahead. Amen. Because there was a time in your life that you were so wanting to pastor so wanting to be in ministry, so wanting to be in the service of the King. And God says, just just give me some time so that I can transform your hearts. Amen? Heal you. You've got something to say. You've got something to say. There inside that well, there's a lot of stuff that wants to come out. You see a lot of things, but you don't say a lot of things. God's gonna teach you how to move prophetically. God's going to teach him and you guys how to move and understand how the presence of God works. Amen? Because this, this is not membership. This is kingdomship. This is what you've been saying. What's your name? Carol? This is what you've been saying. I wonder if God can still use me. I wonder if God can do anything through me. Where's the woman? I need some woman, please. Some ladies. Come put your arms around these people. Thank you, Jesus. Put your arms around her. There we are. And just love on this lady. Restoration, restoration, restoration. You're a daughter of the king. And God's going to start moving in your life. Listen to me. And God's going to start restoring your family back to you. in jesus name and you're not going to sit there thinking well lord i don't think i have anything to give you're full of the most beautiful things of god what's your name who's this lady to you you guys have been through war after war after war but god is going to start bringing reprieve and when God does and brings reprieve there's no bruises there's no wounds there's no bleeding there's joy and peace in the Holy Spirit amen Amen. Amen. and I just felt even things that were promised to you are going to be given back to you in Jesus name I declared over your life so tomorrow if you guys come back I want you to sit in the front Come sit right here in the front. I want to honor you and have you in front so that you can see yourselves as, as royal. There's a royalty on you. What's your name? Healing. 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 Supernatural healing. Restoration. Peace. Joy. Provision. Over the top Provision. Amen. Because you're such a blessing. You're so faithful. Jij kon lang opgegeet, But you kept on pursuing the king. Amen. So I pray tonight that every one of your needs will be met. Your medical needs will be met. Your financial needs will be met. Your physical needs will be met. Your emotional needs will be met. And you will know tonight something's different amen so I just want you to sit here and just enjoy the presence this church one day will need a worship team that's there's music in you but you've been a little lazy But I see this amazing anointing of worship on you. Yemudiri oki dopo, Apostles. You've got to start giving him some some uh, little things to do. Talent. You've got to get this dude involved. Excuse me. Got me, man. Come on, brother. You've got this anointing on your life, and it's like God wants you. Listen to me very carefully. What's your name? longer you represent a generation of young men and when you move into that capacity all those young dudes that are sitting around thinking they have no dignity and value you will bring the healing they need amen come on and this church will be filled with young men and women young lions that's what you carry so tomorrow night tomorrow morning you're back here With a note pen and a pencil, and you can dash it. And I'm going to speak about some leadership stuff. Amen. Who's this to you? Who is she to you? Just your friend. Same with you. Anointed for to do great exploits. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder who you are. But yet you have the capacity to actually debate people. You have this amazing determination and tonight God's going to stir it up. Are you born again? Then use the anointing that God has been. Get around some of these older ladies and say, I want you to disciple me. Amen? Because you are anointed. You have a prophetic anointing. You will dream dreams and have visions. Praise God. What is your name? Daniel. Daniel and Kale, and Inga my son's name's Daniel you know what Daniel means? the Lord is my judge God is my shield and my buckler that's what you carry and you carry an anointing on your life to bring the spoils of the kingdom of darkness back into the kingdom of light in other words you carry a business innovative anointing and God's going to show you how to do it There's all sorts of strategies that you are yet to actually access. But when you do access those strategies, you're going to start to see God unfold some things for you that you've only dreamed about. And then you dream about them and then you just say, no, no, that's too much. And then I'll just do this. And God says, I'm going to keep on showing you and revealing myself to you in this whole area of innovation. Amen. Am I right? Because there is an anointing on both of you guys to lead, to mentor, to coach, to raise up, and to change the status quo. You want to see your family, uh, your extended family, you are so wanting to see that family restored. And you will see them restored. But you're going to have to step up and say, I'm going to start declaring and decreeing over them. Because you're not going to miss any more opportunities. Amen. And I just see God rooting you in. Where do you go to church? Just say, where's Pastor? Come. Come. Just say, Pastor Renata. Say Pastor Renata. You know why? Not just for you, for your daughter. And your son. Because when I see you, it's like, man, if this guy was planted in the river. He would prosper, he would just become such a great big oak tree. And the teaching anointing you carry will be so such a blessing to the people. So I'm asking you, it's not about joining a church, it's about finding your tribe. And I believe these guys are your tribe because she's like more radical than you are. She's like very radical, and you like you like the peacemaker, she's a troublemaker. And so is when you come in. To that place of planting yourself all these beautiful attributes that you carry daniel will become evident amen so father right now let's reach our hands out to them father in the name of jesus i thank you they will not just be on this endless course of looking but never finding always trying to find never actually been accepted never been embraced but God I thank you that in this house they'll be embraced they'll prosper they'll flourish in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. amen. just hallelujah. give God a chance hallelujah. amen God bless you come on give God a hand <laughs> hallelujah thank you Jesus how many of you don't have a church come on let's be bold how many of you don't have a church put your hand up you don't have a church come and plant yourself by the river because I'm I'm the apostolic oversight of this church so you may be meeting um apostle Yaku and Renata but really some of my my some of what's flowing over Aaron's beard is actually going to drop into this house Amen. And I honor them and I bless them and I give them all the permission to do what they need to do. They are under strong covering. So this is the, this is, Jesus is the head. Jesus is the face. God is the father. The Holy Spirit is the empowerer. But underneath that, this is, this is, this is, so that you can prosper. God wants your family healed. God wants you healed. You're an amazing administrator you can put things in place like in seconds what's your name Chantal. Chantal you've got this amazing anointing on your on your life to organize stuff is that true yes but you're such an asset and I want to invite you into this house put your roots down and just say hey I'm gonna flourish in the house is that your dad precious man precious man where does he go to church bring him with we need some old grandfathers in the house because some of these young lions need some grandpas see this is a generational house so sir you're welcome we'll adopt you as our grandpa (laughs) so father we just thank you just put your hands on your heart again that young man with the maroon shirt on right at the back there I want to tell you, is that your wife? Not yet. You listen in between. Amperkis. You guys are an amazing couple. And God wants to restore back to you the trust, the confidence, the courage that you know that you are valuable and precious. Your wife to be is so precious to the Lord. She's got so many attributes. God wants to teach you, my brother, how to be a son. Because all of your life, you've had to to prove to people unnecessary expectation. And God says, I'm going to cover that up, and I'm going to give you my joy and my peace to fulfill what you call to be fulfilled. You are going to live a satisfied life, but you've got to get rooted in. Amen? So it's not just for you, it's for her. It's for that little girl standing there. Are you babysitting her? Who is that to you? Your daughter. So everything you do in terms of the decisions you make touches her life. Amen. Well bless you. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.